Good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West in the most haunted city in the country. <clears throat> well, today is August 29th, which of course, and my system just shut down. Two hundred forty-first day of the year. One hundred twenty-four days remain to the end of the year. And as you all ask, holidays and other observances, it's National Lemon Juice Day. According to Hoyle Day, founding anniversary of the Senate in Philippines. That is Individual Rights Day, uh, International Day Against Nuclear Testing. More Herbs, Less Salt Day, National Chop Suey Day, National Sports Day, National Uprising Day in the Slovak Nation, and Onam. It's uh, one of the three primary Hindu celebrations celebrating the rice harvest. Well, in 708, copper coins are minted in Japan for the first time. In 870 AD, the city of Malaita, or Malaita surrenders to an Anglo-Bad army, following a siege, putting an end to the Byzantine uh, Malta. 1009, Maine's Cathedral suffers extensive damage from a fire, which destroys the building on the day of its inauguration. Speaking of fire... Democrats went gaga over the fire in Hawaii, claimed it was because of global warming, found out it was because of down power lines that set fire to uh, the surrounding uh, area. So much for the most recent Democratic theory. 1219, Battle of Ferris Kur during the Fifth Crusade. 1261, Pope Urban IV succeeds Pope Alexander IV, becoming the 182nd Pope. 1315, Battle of Monte Army of the Republic of Pisa, commanded by Uguzioni uh, della Fagiola, wins a decisive victory against the joint forces of the Kingdom of Naples and the Republic of Florence, despite being heavily outnumbered. 1350, Battle of Winchelsea, English naval fleet under King Edward III defeats a Castilian fleet of 40 ships. 1475, the Treaty of Tequigny ends a brief war between the kings of France and England. 1484, Pope Innocent VIII succeeds Pope Sixtus IV. 1498, Vasco da Gama decides to depart Calicut and return to the Kingdom of Portugal. 1521, the Ottoman Turks capture Belgrade. 1526, the Battle of Mohawks. Ottoman Turks led by Suleiman a magnificent defeat and killed the last Jagiellonian king of Hungary and Bohemia. 1541, the Ottoman Turks capture Buda, capital of the Hungarian Kingdom. 1588, Toyotomi Hayadoshi issues a nationwide uh, sword hunting ordinance, 
disarming the peasantry so as to firmly separate the samurai and the commoner class, prevent peasant uprising, and frankly centralize his own power. 1728, um, nobody tell the Democrats he'll try to do the same thing. 1728, and I'm not a Republican, folks. Uh, 1728, city of Nuke in Greenland is founded as the fort of Godhaab by the royal governor, Klaus Pistus. 1741, the eruption of Oshima, Oshima and the Kampo tsunami. At least 2,000 people on the Japanese coast drowned in a tsunami caused by the uh, eruption of Oshima. 1756, Frederick the Great attacks Savoy, beginning the Seven Years' War in Europe. 1758, the Treaty of Eston establishes the first American Indian reservation in Indian Mills, New Jersey, for the Lenape. 1778, American Revolutionary War. British and American forces battle indecisively at the Battle of Rhode Island. 1779, American Revolutionary War. American forces battle and defeat the British and Iroquois forces at the Battle of Newtown. 1786, Shays Rebellion, an armed uprising of Massachusetts farmers, begins in response to high debt and tax burden. You know, the powers that be, uh, especially the... Uh, the liberal left believed the answer to everything is more taxation. Well, at some point in time, those being taxed want to have a say, and then you have uprisings. You know, it is a fact that the uh, the personal income tax, which is how we fund the world, uh, was a temporary tax put on to fund World War One. But when has the government ever seen a tax that brings in money that they didn't like and try to keep? We could do quite well with a 10% flat tax. But then, of course, uh, we couldn't shower money on different countries. I saw this morning uh, Ukraine is not going to have elections unless we pay for them. I find that puzzling. All right. 1807, British troops under Sir Arthur Wellesley defeated Danish militia outside Copenhagen in the Battle of Kogi. 1825, Portuguese and Brazilian diplomats signed the Treaty of Rio de Janeiro, which has Portugal recognized Brazilian independence, formally ending the Brazilian War of Independence. And that treaty is going to be ratified by the King of Portugal three months later. 1831, Michael Faraday discovers electromagnetic induction. 1842, Treaty of Nanking ends the First Opium War. This date, 1861, American Civil War. Battle of Hatteras Inlet Batteries gives federal forces control of Pimlico, uh, Pimlico Sound. 1869, the Mount Washington Cog Railway opens up making it the world's first mountain-climbing Iraq railway. 1871, Emperor Meiji orders the uh, abolition of the Han system and the establishment of prefectures as local centers of administration. 1885, Gottlieb Daimler patents the world's first internal combustion motorcycle, the Wattwagen. 1898, Goodyear Tire Company is founded in Akron, Ohio. 1903, the Slava, the last of the five uh, 
Borodino class battleships is launched. 1907, the Quebec Bridge collapses during construction. 75 workers die. 1910, the Japan-Korea Treaty of 1910, also known as the Japan-Korea Annexation Treaty, becomes effective, officially starting the period of Japanese rule of Korea. 1911, Ishii, considered the last Native American to make contact with European Americans, emerges from the wilderness of uh, northeastern California. In 1911, the Canadian Naval Service becomes the Royal Canadian Navy. In 1912, a typhoon strikes China, killing at least 50,000 people. 1914, World War I. Started the Battle of St. Quentin, in which the French 5th Army counterattacked the invading Germans at St. Quentin, uh, Eisenhower. 1915, U.S. Navy salvage divers raise F 4 the world, the first U.S. submarine sunk in an accident. 1916, the United States passes the Philippine Autonomy Act. 1918, World War I. Bapome taken by the New Zealand Division in the Hundred Days Offensive. 1930, the last 36 remaining inhabitants of St. Kilda are voluntarily evacuated to other parts of Scotland. For those who are not familiar with St. Kilda, it's an isolated archipelago situated 64 kilometers west-northwest of northwest in the North Atlantic Ocean contains the westernmost island of the Outer Hebrides of Scotland. Well, how the name came about is a matter of conjecture. Island's human heritage includes numerous unique architectural features in historic and prehistoric periods. Although the earliest written records of the island life dates from the late Middle Ages, the medieval village of Herta rebuilt in the 19th century, but illnesses brought by increased external contacts through tourism and the upheaval of the First World War contributed to the evacuation of the island in 1930. Well, it's thought that it had been inhabited for two millennia, but there comes a time when you'd have to throw in the towel. Okay, 1941, World War II. Tallinn, the capital of Estonia, is occupied by Nazi Germany following an occupation by the Soviet Union. 1944, World War II, Slovak national uprising takes place as 60,000 Slovak troops turned against the Nazis. 1948, Northwest Airlines Flight 421 crashes in Fountain City, Wisconsin. Kills all 37 people on board. 1949, Soviet Atomic Bomb Project. Soviet Union tests its first atomic bomb, known as the First Lightning, or Joe-1, at uh, Semipalatinsk in Kazakhstan. 1950, Korean War, British Commonwealth Forces, uh, Korea, arrives to bolster U.S. presence. Uh, 1952, American experimental composer John Cage's 433 premieres at Maverick Concert Hall, played by American pianist David Tudor. 1958, U.S. Air Force Academy opens in Colorado Springs, Colorado. 1965, the Gemini 5 spacecraft returns to Earth, landing in the Atlantic Ocean. 1966, the Beatles perform their last concert before paying fans at uh, Candlestick Park in San Francisco.
1966, leading Egyptian thinker Saeed Oteb, executed for plotting the assassination of President Gamal Abdel Nasser. Uh, 1970, Chicano moratorium against the Vietnam War, East Los Angeles, California. A police um, riot kills uh, three people, including journalist uh, Ruben Salazar. 1975, Otagnazo, Peruvian Prime Minister Francisco Morales Bermudez, carries out a coup d'etat in the city of Tacna, forcing the sitting president of Peru, Juan Velasco Alvarado, to resign and assuming his place as the new president. That's one way to get a job. 1982, the synthetic chemical element. Midnarium, atomic number 109, is first synthesized at the Gesellschaft for Soreno Fuchsland in Darmstadt, Germany. 1987, Odoyang mass suicide. 33 individuals linked to a religious cult are found dead in the attic of a cafeteria in Yongjin, South Korea. Investigators attribute their deaths to a murder-suicide pact. 1991, Supreme Soviet Union suspends all activities of the Soviet Communist Party. 1991, Salvador Grassi, an Italian businessman, Palermo, killed by the Sicilian Mafia after taking a solitary stand against their extortion demands. 1996, Burakovo Airlines Flight 2801, a Tupelo TU-154, crashes into a mountain on the Arctic island of Spitsbergen, kills 141 people on board. 1997, Netflix is launched as an internet DVD rental service. Also in 1997, at least 98 villagers are killed by the armed Islamic group of Algeria, abbreviated GIA, in the Rias massacre in Algeria. 1998, 80 people are killed when Cubana de Aviación Flight 389 crashes during a rejected takeoff from the Old Mariscal Sucre International Airport in Quito, uh, Ecuador. 2001, four people were killed when Binter Mediterraneo Flight 8261 crashes into the N340 highway near Malaga Airport. 2003, Syed Ayatollah Mohammed Bakir al-Hakim, the Shia Muslim leader in Iraq, is assassinated in a terrorist bombing, along with nearly a hundred worshippers as they leave a mosque in Nahaf. 2005, Hurricane Katrina devastates much of the U.S. Gulf Coast and Louisiana to the Florida Panhandle, killing up to 1,836 people and causing $125 billion in damage. 2012, at least 26 Chinese miners are killed and 21 missing after a blast in the Yangzhuan coal mine located in Panzihua, a Sishin province. Um, 2012, the 14th Paralympic Games open in London, England. 2022, Russia-Ukraine War. On this date, the Ukraine begins its southern counteroffensive in the Kherson Oblast, eventually culminating in the liberation of the city of Kherson. The uh, Russian army just, you know, when I was in service, we were told the, the last great battle would be against the Russian hordes on the plains of Germany. 
And they had the most sophisticated military known to mankind. Well, it doesn't appear to be the case. Now, we have been... Uh, I've been talking about some of the craziness out of Hollywood. and Somebody made me a bet. And I'm going to take them up on it today. They said I couldn't find something crazy out of Hollywood for every day of the year. Well, I have. January 1st, 1960. Actress named Margaret Sullivan overdosed on sleeping pills in her room at the Taft Hotel in New Haven, Connecticut. She did it on New Year's Day while studying for the out-of-town previews of a movie called Sweet Love Remembered. And her own history could have been used as the title. Married Henry Fonda, Christmas 1931. Divorced him for Broadway producer Jed Harris. And in 1936, she married film director William Wyler. Then in 1938, traded him in for Broadway producer Leland Hayward. Then she divorced him for to marry an investment banker. Jimmy Stewart fell in love with her as a result of the pictures they did together, including Shop Warren Angel in 1938 and Shop Around the Corner in 1940. Well, she had a nervous breakdown. Um, her daughter wrote about that in a, a book. Uh, and the book came out in 1977. It's called Haywire. Came a 1980 TV movie starring Lee Remick as Margaret. Margaret's death was ruled an accident by the New Heaven County coroner. She was only 50. But I would uh, question if it was uh, an accident. The uh, studios had a way of covering things up, and they had the power. Now let's talk about... January 2nd, 1937. Um, now, of course, Dick Powell and Errol Flynn were Warner Brothers' favorite leading men. But running a close second was Ross Alexander. And on January 2nd, 1937, he strolled out to to a barn located near his Hollywood home. That same barn where his 22-year-old former and late wife, uh, actress uh, Alita Friel, shot herself, so it said, with a 22 caliber rifle. She did that December the 6th, 1935. Well, he walked out there carrying that same weapon and allegedly shot himself. Now, between the two suicides, he married actress uh, Ann Nagel. And there were still questions about the death of his first wife. And there was no evidence to suggest that the reinvestigation of uh, Lita Friel's death by California Governor Frank Merriam at the request of New Jersey Governor uh, Harold Hoffman uh, 
anything to do with uh, Ross committing suicide. Um, Ludo Friel was a uh, from New Jersey, so he had something of a dog in the fight, so to speak. Warner searched for Ross's replacement. Um, led to a Tampico, Illinois-born announcer working with the Chicago Cubs spring training games in Santa Catalina Island. You might have heard of him. His name was Ronald Reagan. He became Ross's replacement and went on to become president of Screen Actors Guild, governor of California, and then president of the United States. All because of a suicide. Well, let's talk about January 3rd, 2009. Playwright and actor Sam Shepard was at Fat Jack's on Main Street in Bloomington, Illinois on this particular date, investigating the interior of the Woodruff Reserve bourbon that was behind the bar. According to bar personnel, he even autographed a, bo a bottle of Woodford. About two in the morning, he got behind the wheel of his automobile, and a 30-mile per hour zone was caught doing 45. The uh, police pulled him over, arrested him for drunk driving, and took him to the McLean County Jail, where uh, this Pulitzer Prize-winning uh, playwright and actor posted a $300 bail. You might think he would have considered uh, the possibility of being picked up drunk driving. But, you know, when you're in Hollywood Big Wheel, you're above the law. Well, let's talk about January the 4th, 1931. Art Accord acted in the very first Hollywood feature-length film. That was Cecil B. DeMille's movie, The Squall Man, which came out in 1914. And uh, it was filmed in the barn at today's the Hollywood Heritage Museum. And because of this leg up, so to speak, he became Universal's leading cowboy star. And his horse Raven was as popular as he was. Every kid wanted a horse named Raven. Uh, among the features that were made was uh, Cir uh, Circus Cyclone in 1925 and Spurs and Saddles in 1927. Well, like any Hollywood big shot, he was center. Had three divorces in a dozen years. And, of course, gambling debts were a major issue. And then it was discovered his voice didn't make the transition to talkies. He played in a few uh, sound movies, but... Uh, Never had the popularity he did as a silent actor. Big drinker, he drifted into an arrest for bootlegging. Uh, haggard from stunt work and making the rounds of the taverns every night. He died in Chihuahua City, Mexico on this particular date, January 4th, 1931. Now, the cause of death, well, that's still something of a mystery. Depending on who you talk to, it was a stroke due to acute alcoholism or cyanide poisoning. Could have been murder, 
could have been suicide. He was only 40 years old and already on the way down. January 5th, 1989. Uh, that's a special day for Sean Penn and Madonna. Well, the most irreconcilable thing left for the public by the marriage of Madonna and Sean Penn was Shanghai Surprise in 1989. Their divorce was filed on this date, but the movie, made 1986 in Hong Kong, was a, a truly major dud and was shelled for some years. And it, Sean started as a fortune hunter in China with uh, Madonna's a, a vocational stretch as a missionary nurse. Please. Cost $17 million to make and earned back a massive $2.3 million domestically. During production, Sean Penn got into a scuffle with a Hong Kong journalist and tried to have the director, Jim Goddard, fired. The film comedy became a movable mess with shutter bugs colliding with, to get snaps of Madonna. Back in Los Angeles, songwriter David Walensky greeted his old friend Madonna with a kiss in a nightclub, and Penn went berserk, punching, kicking, and hitting the songwriter with a chair. Well, the couple split up after that and reconciled in 87 and split for good by January 5th, 1989. Now let's talk about January 6th, 2011. Well, that's 2007 Emmy Award winner for Best Supporting Actress, and my name is Earl. My name was Jamie Presley. And was having a tough January by this date. She seemed to be trying to imitate her role as the, the blabby, peroxide-blind bimbo Joy Turner in her NBC TV sitcom by getting arrested for drunk driving by the Santa Monica police. Later in that month, January 21st, the former gymnast and Playboy model filed for divorce from Shamron Singh, her entertainment lawyer husband. She claimed irreconcilable differences. She had starred in such films as Poor White Trash in 2000 and Joe Dirt in 2001 and I Love You Man in 2009. August 25, 2011, she pled no contest to DUI and got three years probation. Well, January 7, 1997, it was a big day for Heidi Fleiss. Disheveled and weeping, the former Madam to the Stars was sentenced to 37 months in federal prison on this date for income tax evasion and money laundering. Ended one of Hollywood's more lurid actual melodramas. According to one report, when U.S. District Court Judge Consuelo Marshall uh, gave her a lenient sentence, the um, once defiant flash just closed her eyes and sighed in relief. Instead of throwing the book at her, which she could easily have done, the judge hit her with a three years. During her time at the Pleasanton, California Federal Correctional Institute for Women, she was forced several times to defend herself against attacks by inmates. She was originally arrested for supplying high-priced hookers and narcotics to what had been characterized as the Hollywood elite. Well, she, when she got out, she relocated to Nye County, Nevada, and instead of becoming the cat lady, she became the parent lady. She has dozens of them, apparently, according to the story. Then January 8, 1993, 
U.S. Postal Service. Going along with the contention that Elvis Presley died August 16, 1977 in Memphis, Tennessee, insisted on this date, excuse me, issued on this date, a stamp in memory of Elvis's impact on movies, which was considerable, even though his often waterly vehicles had the look of some of the Gilligan's Islands episodes. Starred in 31 pictures, including... Uh, Girls, 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 1962, Fun in Acapulco in 63, Viva Las Vegas in 64, Spin Out in 66, and Clam Bake in 67. Well, if he wasn't exactly what you'd call a Olivier or a Brando, he did have a magnetic presence. Women adored him and he could sing. And the facts spoke for themselves. According to Variety, July 28, 1965, Presley was a top money star. And writer Vincent Canby estimated Elvis's 1965 income from the movies of $2.7 million. That was more than John Wayne, Cary Grant, and Elizabeth Taylor. And his picture for Allied Artists, Tickle Me, in 1965, actually saved that studio. Now, thanks to Colonel Tom Parker, most of his income went to the colonel, who uh, turned out to be an undocumented immigrant. When uh, Elvis's ex, uh, Priscilla, took over and got things straightened out, um, when Elvis died, he had a million dollars in a checking account and a few thousand in a savings account because he trusted the colonel. Let's talk about January 9th, 1936. Garbo's lever hits the skids. Well, John Gilbert who was very well known in his day. His tragedy has always been characterized as abandonment by Hollywood because his voice was judged unfit for sound. But the Logan, Utah-born star was just a pain in the butt to some folks, pestering metro going mayor for raises. Director King Vidar wrote that Gilbert always played a role because the person was a blank slate. Top star of his day, he fronted John Ford's uh, cameo Kirby in 1923. Vidor's The Big Parade in 25. Eric von Stroheim's The Mary Wood in 1925 and a number of other big films while his intake of booze was steadily on the increase. Maybe contrite over leaving Gilbert at the altar, his frequent co-star Greta Garbo insisted he co-star in Queen Christina in 1933. Made one other film, The Captain Hates the Sea in 1934. And it was supposed to co-star in Desire in 1936 with Marlena Dietrich, but... Uh, According to the story, his acute alcoholism brought on a fatal heart attack on uh, January 9th. And he died. He was 40. Now, January 10th. I told you I could do one for every day of the year. January 10th, 1936. At the heart of the silent film industry's social scene was... Pickfair, the Beverly Hills mansion of Mary Pickford and Douglas Fairbanks Jr. And their marriage was more internationally celebrated than actual royalty. And celestial reunion since that, like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton have paled in comparison. Pickford, known as America's sweetheart, rebounded from an unhappy marriage by hitching with Fairbanks on their Liberty Bonds tour in March 28, 1920. Media darlings and significant producers, they actually created United Artists. 
which was, for the day, considered an independent. Pickford won an Oscar for Coquette in 1929, but uh, the advent of sound pretty much finished her career. And America's Sweetheart split up on this date. Doug went roving to England where he married Lady Ashley, who later jumped to Clark Gable. Mary uh, Pickford married Charles Buddy Rogers and retained Pickfair, where she parked herself within easy reach of the Sideboy Bar. Yeah. Douglas Fairbanks Jr. died in 1939 at the age of 56. Mary lived on to 1979 and died at the age of 87. Well, January 11th, 1955 to be exact. The occasional firings off movie productions or mild shocks that drift quietly into trivia. Harvey Keitel was exchanged for Marty Sheen in Apocalypse Now in 1979. Alex Stoltz wasn't comic enough for director Bob Zemeckis on Back to the Future in 1985. So the franchise fell to Michael J. Fox. When Robert Mitchum was fired on this date from San Francisco Bay locations for Blood Alley in 55 for pranks allegedly including pushing a crew member into the bay, producer John Wayne and studio head Jack Warner replaced him with John Wayne himself. Hit the papers like uh, Robert Mitchum was the Antichrist. A week of headlines during a slow January. His 1947 marijuana bust was still fresh in everybody's mind and it didn't help he'd Hosted post uh, contratemps press interviews in his undershorts. Well, the Duke always felt somewhat guilty in the fiasco, and the two stars eventually carried the, got together and carried the longest day in 1962 and reunited again for El Dorado in 1967. Then January 12th. This one involved two well-known names, Baldwin and Bessinger. The year was 2001. The eldest of the four acting Baldwin boys from Long Island, Alec, was married to Oscar winner Kim Bessinger through most of the 1990s. Co-stars of The Marion Man, 1990, married in 1993 and had their daughter Ireland in 1995. Kim had won an Oscar for L.A. Confidential in 1997 and filed for divorce on this date. According to Alec, in his book Promises to Ourselves, which came out in 2008, written with Mark Tabb, the Kim spent about a million and a half to cut off any relationship with his daughter by refusing to discuss parenting, blocking visitation and telephone access, not following court orders, and directly influencing the child against him. Bottle contended he broke on uh, April 11, 2007, and left an angry voicemail message referring to Ireland as rude and thoughtless little pig, which was leaked to the TV show TMZ. Told Playboy he contemplated suicide over the incident, but instead sought professional help because he didn't want his former family to have that satisfaction. He said destroying him was their avowed goal, but apparently he was able to do that himself by being involved in the shooting of a uh, somebody on the set of his uh, film Rust. And then, of course, January 13th, 1962. One of a man described as one of Hollywood's more original comedians died in an auto accident on this date. Happened at the corner of Santa Monica and Beverly Glen Boulevards, Los Angeles. Ernie Kovacs was his name. He was a Hungarian by birth. Came to this country at the age of 13. 
became a TV comedy star. Then he started making movies. Iron Man in Havana in 1959, Bell Book and Candle in 1959, and North to Alaska in 1960. He'd viewed with his wife and former TV co-star Edie Adams at a baby shower for Milton Burrow and his wife. I don't know why you have to shower him uh, with an audience. I mean, just pray the kid down and be done with it. Ernie and Edie left in separate cars after a rainstorm swept the area. Nobody's really sure how, but Kovacs lost control of his Chevrolet Corvair and crashed into a phone, uh, telephone pole. <coughs> he was thrown partway out the passenger side and died instantly from chest and head injuries. Jack Lemon. He would co-start in three of Ernie's pictures and then find the body at the morgue. Edie had broken down and wasn't able to do it. Kovacs was just 42 years old at the time of his death. That's young, by anybody's guess. Well, then we got January 14th. It was the year 1922. William Hayes resigned his cabinet position as U.S. Postmaster General in the state after successfully guiding Warren G. Harding's 1920 presidential campaign. Well, Hayes was made president of the Motion Picture Producers and Distributors of America at that point. Presbyterian deacon, former chairman of the Republican National Committee, began his new job at a $100,000 salary. March 6, 1922. That was a fortune in those days. The gold of the Motion Picture Producers and Distributors of America was to renovate the movie industry's image. After the Fatty Arbuckle scandal, the drug death of Wallace Reed, and murder of William Desmond Taylor, and to tone down the, the content of movies as religious groups were clamoring for federal censorship. Hiring Hayes, a native of Sullivan, Indiana, to clean up the pictures was a public relations move toward devising the production code in the 1930s. <coughs> Excuse me. He's one of those that came up with the idea that even married couples had to be shown in two separate beds. Well, January 15th, in the year 1947, one of the most infamous murder cases in Hollywood was the killing and mutilation of unemployed waitress and aspiring actress Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia. Bodies found surgically cut in half and drained of blood on this date in an empty lot at uh, 3925 South Norton Avenue in South Central Los Angeles. Gotta keep coughing. The, the unsolved Black Dahlia murder was, has uh, inspired many interpretations, books and films and websites and TV investigations and speculations about call girl rings and drinking binges and suppression of information and Lost, destroyed, or just missing police files, police cover-ups, and the list just goes on and on. William Randolph Hearst newspapers, the Los Angeles Examiner and the Los Angeles Herald Express, sensationalized the case, nicknamed after the popular movie The Blue Dahlia in 1946. Short had been portrayed as either a naive innocent or an indulgent bimbo, and the water's so muddied by the time 
of her death that almost anything might be true. She was just 22 years old. Well, January 16th, 2008. Director Joel Schumacher discovered the 11-year-old kid in Knoxville, Tennessee and starred him with Susan Sarandon in the film of John Grisham's The Client, 1994. This talented young man also starred in Sleepers in 96, at Pupil in 1998, Deuces Wild in 2002, and other films that literally grew up in the business. But unfortunately, Brad Renfro, which was his name, didn't last long, and acute morphine heroin intoxication uh, resulted in his death January 15, 2008. Los Angeles County Coroner ruled the death accidental. When a studio's involved, it's always an accident. Two days before his demise, Brad had a F all you all tattooed on his back. His relatives and friends played him tribute at his gravesite at Red House Cemetery in Blaine, Tennessee. On this date, his Led Zeppelin Stereo to Heaven played in the background. He was just 25. Two weeks later, his grandmother, Joanne, who had raised him and accompanied him on his acting gigs when he was a minor, died of natural causes. She was just 76. Well, let's go to January 17th. The year this time was 1942. 23 minutes after refueling in Los Angeles, a TWA Western Airlines flight carrying actress Carol Lombard, her mother Bess Peters, and press agent Otto Winkler crashed into Potosi Mountain, also known as Double Up Peak, also known as Table Mountain. 8,300 feet above sea level at the, uh, the Spring Range of Clark County, Nevada. Three were coming back from Lombard's home state of Indiana where they'd raised $2 million at a war bond rally. They were among 22 people on board, including 15 U.S. Army Air Corps pilots on what uh, turned out to be their last flight. As soon as he heard the news, Lombard's husband, Clark Gable, flew to the site and joined the base camp as a passive Air Army Air Corps personnel. Native Americans and cowboys scaled the the peak to find inevitable charred remains, fuselage, and no survivors. A superb actress and sparkling comedian, Lombard had starred in 20th Century uh, 1934, Northern Sacred in 37, They Knew What They Wanted in 40, and a number of other classic films. She was just 33 years old. Well, January 18, 1923. This involves the, the death of Wallace Reed. He became involved in pictures in 1910 in Chicago. He was featured in D.W. Griffith's The Birth of a Nation in 1915 and Intolerance in 1916. With his talent and looks and the ability to write, direct, and run the camera, he was an in-demand star and picture maker. The Roaring Road in 1919, Double Speed in 1920, Excuse My Dust 1920. Just a few of his racing movies. On location in Oregon for director James Cruz's The Valley of the Giants in 1919, he was injured in a train wreck and given morphine to kill the pain. The subsequent addiction worsened at a time when rehab was non-existent. Star couldn't kick the habit, leading to events that made the papers. Influenza resulted in lung and kidney congestion. Eventually killed him at the Banksia Sanitarium in Hollywood. Was just 31. 
Well, January 19th, this time of the year is 1996. Don Simpson was the epitome of the slick Hollywood producer. And he is notable for the statement, it's not how you play the game, it's how you place the blame. He successfully partnered with Jerry Bruckheimer and produced Flashdance in 83 and Beverly Hills Cop in 84 and Top Gun in 86, among other movies. Found in his Los Angeles home on January 19, 1996, dead from cardiac arrest caused by narcotics. According to Charles Fleming's book, High Concept, Simpson spent more than 60000 a month on pharmaceuticals. At Paramount, he helped launch Urban Cowboy in 80, an officer and gentleman in 82 and 48 hours in 82, but was fired for passing out in a meeting. Harbinger of Things to Come occurred in 95 when his physician, Dr. Stephen Ammerman, died of a drug overdose at the producer's estate. Simpson was just 52. January 20th. One for every day, folks. Year's 1996. One of the few character actors to inspire a cult following. Kentucky-born Harry Dean Stanton was a presence in a with a hickory smoke cadence in Kelly's Heroes in 70, and Farewell My Lovely in 75, and Repo Man in 84, and a number of other films. The most harrowing role was on January 20th, when three armed men barged into his home on Mulholland Drive in the Hollywood Hills. The actor was held prisoner by the home invaders, beaten and tied up. Then the two not, then the not too bright felons stole his car, which was equipped with an anti-theft tracking device. Police found the vehicle in North Hollywood, staked it out, and arrested the perpetrators. Two pleaded uh, no contest to the robbery charges, and unlike Harry Dean, who's Prison pictures included uh, Cool Hand Luke in 67 and Degree Mile 99. They didn't get to go home at night for quite some time. January 21st, year 1959. Carl Schweitzer, who played the freckled-faced cowlick topped alfalfa on the Air Gang comedies, became a bartender, a dog breeder, a bear hunting guide as a an adult and handled hounds for Roy Rogers and James Stewart and Henry Fonda. He uh, had something of a checkered life, I guess you could say. He'd been shot outside a San Fernando Valley bar and was arrested for chopping down trees in a national forest. In his final hours, he tried to collect $50 for finding a dog at night unannounced and after having tied one on. The party that owed him the money was Moses Bud Stiltz, who'd been hired by the stuntman and restaurateur Ray Crash Corrigan after the later received death threats. Crash's wife Rita was present with her son Tom during the attempted debt collection. Um, according to the story, Bud Stiltz pulled a gun after Schweitzer threatened to kill him unless he got paid. During the scuffle, Schweitzer was shot in the stomach, died on the operating table. Inquest ruled that the, the death was justifiable homicide. Alfalfa was just 32 years old. Well, January 22nd, 2008. We're talking about none other than Heath Ledger. Found unconscious in his Soho Manhattan apartment on this particular date. 
Masseuse Dan Alavazin arrived early for a three o'clock appointment. Found the actor in bed and unresponsive until the phone ledger's friend, Mary Kate Olson. The actress, who was uh, one of the Olson twins, told a New York City private security guard to go investigate. 326, acting on her fear, Leger was dead while Olson called 911 and the emergency operator advised uh, CPR, which was unsuccessful. Well, the security guard sent by uh, Mary Kate Olson and the EMTs arrived simultaneously, but the technician was able to resuscitate the star of the, the Patriot 2000, Brokeback Mountain 2005, and A Dark Night 2008, and a number of other high-grossing films, pronounced dead at 3.36 p.m. New York City coroner's report had concluded Ledger died of acute intoxication from a combination of oxycodone, hydrocodone, diazepam, temazepam, alprozolam, and deoxylamine of an accidental overdose. A uh, Ledger posthumously won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor as the Joker in the Dark Knight. He was just 28 years old. Well, January 23rd, 1990. It involved none other than Charlie Sheen. He supposedly shot his fiancée, Kelly Preston, in the arm at their Malibu luxury townhouse on this date. Treated by paramedics and taken to St. John's Medical Center in Santa Monica where the injuries to her wrist and ankle were treated. Charlie accepted responsibility and the couple split up after that. I wonder why. More than two decades after the fact, or apparently, in this particular case, a lie. Sheen said he never did shoot Preston. Their Vancouver stop at Charlie's Crackpot 2011 a violent torpedo of Truth Tour, he said that Preston in the bathroom of the Malibu condo picked up a pair of his pants and the revolver fell out and discharged when it hit the floor. He said the bullet ricocheted off the toilet and the porcelain chips are what hit Kelly in the arm. He said he staunched the bleeding, called the paramedics, and took the blame for her injury. Preston, an actress and secret adventurer in 85 and 52 pickup in 86, eventually married uh, John Travolta in 1991. Well, it would probably have been hard to believe that she was shot by a toilet, but, you know, it's Hollywood. January 24th, this time 2006. Although it was his older brother, Sean Penn, who usually grabbed the headlines for both on- and off-screen performances, character actor Christopher Penn picked up the notices on this date. He was found dead in his Santa Monica condominium. He was a drinker and recreational drug user. He died of unspecified heart disease, cardiomyopathy, codeine, and promethazine were in his system, according to the Los Angeles County coroner, and he had an enlarged heart. His excess weight added to his menacing presence in later roles, and he was memorable as Nice guy Eddie and Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs in 92 and his Nicky Dimes in True Romance in 93. Sean Penn, for his part, said his brother's weight probably led to his death. He was just 40. Well, we're coming close to the end of the, the show, but I'm going to try to get through the month of January. January 25th year 1996. 
Mickey Rooney on file for his fifth divorce the day before this date, recovering in St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica from an intestinal malady contracted in the Philippines while filming Ambush Bay. His wife Barbara's affair with Milos Milosevic, also known as Milos Milos, a Serbian who co-starred in Incubus in 66, and the Russians are coming uh, in 66, was the reason for Mickey Rooney's actions. Barbara Ann Thomas and Rooney, at age 17 and 54, have been Miss Muscle Beach, Miss Bay Beach, Miss Surf Festival, Surf Festival and as Carolyn Mitchell appeared in Roger Corman's 58 films, uh, Drag Strip Riot and Cry Baby Killer. January 31st, the Rooney's maid found the bodies of Milos and Barbara on the bathroom floor of Mickey's master bedroom. Milos apparently had shot her in the face and turned it on himself. She was 29 and he was 24. Some folks just cannot accept rejection. January 26, 1971. That was the date news had reached middle America that Charles Manson and his cult followers, Susan Atkins, Patricia Krenwinkel, and Leslie Van Houten were found guilty of uh, each of the 27 separate counts of murder and conspiracy in the Tate LaBianca murders. Two Los Angeles area households have been attacked by the Manson cult family and pregnant actress uh, Sharon Tate, who co-starred in husband Roman Polanski's Affair of His Vampire Killers in 67, as well as Valley of the Dolls in 67, and The Wrecking Crew in 67 are among the victims. Midway through the penalty phase of the trial, Manson shaved his head and trimmed his beard to a fork. And he told the press, I'm the devil, and the devil always has a bald head. Well, on March 20, on March 29th, the jury returned verdicts of death against all four defendants on all counts, and the judge, Charles H. Chuck Older, affirmed the sentences. Manson remains in prison due to California's impasse on the death penalty, and his follower, Annette Squeaky Fromm, attempted to assassinate uh, President uh, Gerald. I never heard anything I can't trip over Ford in Sacramento in 1975. January 27th. The year 73. The larder staple became part of the boudoir banquet, if you call it that, at the man of despairing widower Marlon Brando. To facilitate, I'm talking about butter, folks. To facilitate lovemaking with willing Parisian Maria Snyder as they coupled again and again in director Bernardo Bertolucci's controversial psychosexual classic Last Tango in Paris. Released on this date in New York, London, before wide distribution in February, New Yorker critic Pauline Keel likened the event to a benchmark in the arts and the advanced publicity emphasizing the critical praise and extended sexual sequences made depiction more than just a curio of its time. Brando's astonishing performance garnered an Oscar nomination, but Jack Lemmon won the statue for Save the Tiger in 73. Dairy industry never did... Uh, capitalize on this particular opportunity. January 28th, the year is 84. First question during the lie detector test that should have been administered to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association after the Golden Globes were awarded on this date would have been, did you actually through all 134 can cramping, snore forcing minutes of Barbara Streisand's Yentl? And a picture about an Eastern European teen girl impersonating a man to get an education was Something of a barbarity, a Babs Balahooing, Babs of Fun, Babs of Fest, from Ada Babs. 
All Babs All the Time, co-written by her, directed by her, produced by her, and starring her. It also got Golden Globe uh, nominations for Best Musical Comedy, and she got a nomination for Best Actress playing a teen at age 41. The uh, She got the Golden Globe for Best Director. I mean, you had to give her something. It also won the Oscar for Best Score and got five nominations. January 29th, the year 64. The star of This Gun for Hire in 42 and Blue Dahlia in 46 and Shane in 53 found dead in Palm Springs on this date. Alan Ladd's cocktail of exit was alcohol, three medicines, and sleeping pills. He just finished filming one of his bigger hits, The Carpetbaggers, in 64. After filming Transcend the Living two years earlier, when he was found in a pool of blood with a bullet wound near his heart, Suspicions were that he was a closeted gay man in an area when homosexuality wouldn't accept it in mainstream Hollywood. Uh, seemed to have hastened his goodbye. He was 50. His mother committed suicide. His actor married his agent, Sue Carroll. His name lived on. Alan Ladd Jr., also known as Laddie, the actor's son by his first marriage to Marjorie Harrell, produced the Oscar-winning Best Picture, Chariots of Fire in 81 and Braveheart in 93. Jordan Land, the daughter of Alan Sr.'s other son, David, and actress Cheryl Ladd of Charlie's Angels TV fame, was in Quentin Carantino's Grand House in 2007 and a number of other films. January 30th, the year is 82. The uh, diminutive blonde playboy model, Las Vegas performer, Pia Zadora, won the new Star of the Year Award in Motion Pictures, the annual Golden Globes, and Beverly Hills. Her movie was Butterfly, which hadn't yet been released in the U.S., won the new star Bobble over Kathleen Turner and Body Heat and Howard Rollins in Ragtime. Truth of the matter was the 26-year-old tycoon's husband, Masulam Rickless, 58, owner of the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas, had wine and dined the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and were the ones that give the Golden Groves at both his Nevada Hotel in November of 81 and his Beverly Hills Mansion. He also produced Butterfly, a trashy little item of backwoods seduction, and bought off the Hollywood Foreign Press Association to award a performer a film its members hadn't yet seen. FCC was miffed at this influence peddling, and NBC TV took the globes off the air. Surprise, surprise. And then January 31st, the year is 57. Divorce is one of Elizabeth Taylor's specialties. His teenage beauty was divorced from hotel heir Conrad uh, Nicholson uh, Nicky uh, Hilton Jr. Gone through the Howard Hughes dating ritual by the time she rolled up the detachment uh, process from her second husband, hubby, actor Michael Wilding. She was 19 and Wilding's 39 when he met in England during filming uh, Ivanhoe in 52. Married uh, February 21st, 1952 and had two children, but the union faded when she went to Texas to make uh, George Stevens giant in 56. Wilding's aristocratic charm propelled him through such films as uh, In Which We Serve in 42 and Under Capricorn in 49 and The Naked Edge in 61. But he couldn't keep a hot, man-hungry dame like Elizabeth Taylor tied down. They separated in July of 56, and she launched on to film producer Mike Todd before the divorce was even filed, uh, was even uh, finalized. And on that note, we've gone through January. Until tomorrow at this same time, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.